it's about to go down in a minute let me touch down i'ma get it cause i i i been waiting all night it's game time it's game time on espn central texas he is tom barfield ward white and gary ross good morning good morning good morning wednesday hump day middle of the week this is game time here on espn central texas tom ward garrett and you for this Wednesday morning. We're glad you're with us as we welcome you into the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Studios. And set for a big day. Going to have a lot of fun. Let's uh, go around the horn and check in. Ward White, how are we this morning? Outstanding. Garrett? I'm good. Ready to roll? Ready to roll. Ready to roll. So we got a lot to do today. Uh, a lot of fun to have as we continue getting you ready for uh, the NCAA basketball tournament, men's and women's. Uh, I'm telling you, <clears throat> Ward, this this building's been kind of hectic the last couple of days with all the the scurrying of activity that has been <laughs> going on as as we get ready for uh, trips to Fort Worth uh, and 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 all that good stuff. So we, we'll be in Fort Worth tomorrow. Uh, back home Friday for the women. At the at the Ferrell Center, back in Fort Worth, hopefully on Saturday, should the Bears prevail over Northfolk. Why are you smirking? You I, have to say it that way. I you do you do. I'm ninety nine percent sure that they're going to beat Northfolk, but they do that when they tip that game off at one oh seven or whatever it is on Thursday afternoon at, at Dickey's Arena. What is the score? That would be zero zero. It's so it's it's dead even, right? It is. Now how long it stays that way? Uh, who knows? But uh, so what? We'll, we'll not uh, very. Not yeah. Not very <laughs> is a good answer. <laughs> Technically, not very. <laughs> and then Sunday afternoon. I'm assuming Sunday afternoon. It could be Sunday evening. Uh, the uh, hopefully the Baylor women after they play Hawaii will be in the. Uh, We'll be on to the second round as well. So we we got – and then let's let's throw in uh, Baylor baseball opening up Big 12 conference play against TCU. Uh, so there's stuff. I mean, we got stuff going on. It's, it's busy and all that good stuff. So uh, anyway, we're glad you're with us this morning. And we are brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, VersaLift Southwest, now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs at 7601 Imperial. Pro Star Rental, the number one choice for all your equipment needs uh, in Belton on I-35 and at 2308 Robinson Drive. Plus our good friends at Big Boys Record Service, BJ and the Gang. Uh, family owned and operated since 1984. Remember with uh, Big Boys, there's no job too big or too small. They can they can do it all for you. So uh, thanks to all those folks and everybody else who's a part of the program. Uh, did anybody get to see much of the uh, – I, what what I, what are the technically called first four? I call them play-in games. Uh, did you see any of that? I mean, you had Wyoming and Indiana in the in the nightcap, and then the early game was um, Texas Southern and Texas A and M Corpus Christi. I watched them. Did you? Mm-hmm. I thought Texas A and M and Texas Southern or A and M Corpus rather and Texas Southern was a heck of an entertaining game. There were times. Or they were going down. I'm like, how did you get from that end of the floor to that end of the floor, dribbling a basketball that fast? Yeah, it, it was a little bit sloppy, especially early in that game. Yeah, I think both teams. 
kind of had some NCAA nerves. I didn't get to see it. I was too busy watching the Stars get smoked by the Maple Leafs. I, I, you know what? I looked at that just a minute ago, and I said, I'm not going to jam him on that one. <laughs> four to nothing, right? It was three nothing. It was bad. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was four nothing. I'm sorry. It was three. It I, was I don't want to pile on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't catch those games. Was it their wing their, their wing guys just didn't play well? well their goalie got oh. hurt, <laughs> and you have Ottinger coming in, and he's about, like Stretch would say, averages a bowl of grits. Ah. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> What's wrong, Ward? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking a question. <laughs> I, I'm giving you the answer. That's what happened. I thought, you know, <laughs> I just assumed, you know, they were kind of thin at the wing. <laughs> I don't nope. know. Goalie got hurt. Oh, the goalie got hurt. Well, yep. they have another one, don't they? He's not good. What did you good. say? Something about a bowl of grits? Yeah, like Stretch says, he's average as a bowl of grits. <laughs> I talked to Stretch yesterday. I talked to him, too. He was heading to Birmingham. Yeah, he's getting jazzed up to go to Birmingham. He said, all we're trying to do is get a first down. Yep, get a first down. <laughs> I said, you're going to be fine. He goes, nope, one first down. We're trying to get one first down. So, anyway. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> So, okay, Ward, if it's not the wingman, what happened with the Stars last night? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. It happened. <laughs> so, uh, let me just see if I got this right. Uh, you got the remote in your hand, and you're, one day you're just kind of meandering through the channels, and you went, oh, this looks interesting. And now you're wearing a sweater and dude. all that stuff? Well, I, look, I used to really like it when I was little. Like, when Mighty Ducks came out, I was all in. <laughs> Did they, you look, just say Mighty Ducks? Yes. So they, I had an Easton um, hockey stick that they, they bought me. Yeah. I had a little round uh, street hockey ball puck thing. And my goal, and I'd be out there on my rollerblades just getting it, dude. Uh, and then, you know, life, life comes at you, and you're in Texas, and you're molded to think hockey's boring. And then I've kind of rekindled my... My love for the game. I'm not going to say it's boring. I'm just going to say I don't participate in viewing it on television. That's fun. You should give it a shot. Speaking of, you you said the Mighty Ducks or whatever just a minute ago. Ward, you're not going to believe this, but there was a conversation on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, yesterday. Here's the conversation. The conversation was about cartoon characters from today as compared to yesterday, like no comparison, like Yosemite Sam. No, here's where they were going with it. Here's where they were going with guy like Yosemite Sam, Foghorn Leghorn, all, all those guys. Foghorn's the greatest, huh? Foghorn's the greatest. Well, you know, and they the conversation got to. You kind of remind me of Foghorn. <clears throat> I, I, I say dog. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, he, he that dog would have just enough chain to get to the line, and then he'd take that paddle and. That's where they were going with. They were the implication was: Did those characters back in those days, you know, and you'd see Yosemite Sam shooting up the gun and, and punching and all. Did did that create? Did that create a um, what's the word I'm looking for? The violence that that we see is that is was, what did they? That was the conversation. Seriously, and I'm like, can you not separate? violence from no we're a soft society now which got me to thinking about okay for for you and i we remember uh the three stooges batman and robin awesome Awesome. i mean did did that make you want to go out and rob a bank or something when you watch those shows of course not that but that was the conversation yesterday uh 
Grasping for straws, man. And the guy goes, well, I, I can't let my, my young child watch that. I mean, it's, it's, it's violent. Because it's you're soft. Are, are you kidding me already? You're telling me the Three Stooges wants you to – are you st- – stop it already. Can you not – Well, I mean, we've got a society that eats soap, laundry soap, Tide Pods. <laughs> I mean, how dumb is it? <laughs> That's a valid question. <laughs> I mean, but can you not separate what is physical comedy – from violence? No, because we're lost, and we're too soft. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know how it became so soft. I thought is. the greatest thing in the world was watching the. Did you ever get to see the thirty-minute program, Batman and Robin, or were you just Every the once movie? Every in a while, I would, I saw that. But yeah. that, I mean, Adam West. I'm, yeah, 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 Adam yeah, West. Absolutely. Yeah. I used I'm, to eat my cereal every morning watching the Three Stooges before course, I went to school. Slam Bang Theater, absolutely. The greatest. Yeah, I'm telling you. Did that make you want to go out and... I didn't go to school and start punching people and poking them in the eye, no. Right, no, and, and taking a gun on a bus I, or I whatever. Knew, I knew that was not the thing to do, yeah. but it was hilarious. <laughs> you 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 took it for what it was. It was, it was just funny. slapstick comedy. I mean, it was just... That's what it was, but I mean, I'm telling you, it was... But that was the conversation yesterday. That's and I'm a, like, you got to yeah. be kidding me. We, we've taken it from cartoons to... To this is what causes violence in our society? How about the video games that kids are playing nowadays? Those aren't violent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. You think? <laughs> well, and, and here's Justin on the CNC Collision Center text line. Video games, not Looney Tunes. Absolutely. Yeah. Grand oh. Theft Auto. Oh, I love Grand Theft Auto, but yeah. You, I mean, you come get on. down on that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's, it's different. Is, is, that not, <laughs> is that not worse than <laughs> Hang on. the Three Stooges or oh, yeah. Yosemite Sam? <laughs> Hang on. From the 903, uh, he says, does that mean that Scooby-Doo teaches kids that dogs solve mysteries? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean, that's what they're leaning point. to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty oh, that used to, now, now, I'm going to tell you, I'll be honest. Sometimes I thought Scooby-Doo was a little scary. I mean, him and Shaggy could get into some bad spots now. <laughs> You're laughing. That, you know, it was fun. It was a good show. You sure it was. Absolutely it was. I mean, do you – Ward, Saturday morning. Was Saturday morning not the – I mean, it was like Christmas every Saturday morning. It you, was great. You got up and you watched – You started your weekend watching Looney Tunes on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and you ended your weekend watching the wonderful world of Disney Sunday on evening. ABC on Sunday evening. Not, That's how you went to bed Sunday absolutely. night. Absolutely. It was always a, a family-oriented television program or movie. Uh, the Wonderful World of Disney. I've never heard of that. It was awesome. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was that, great that stuff. That was your entire weekend as a kid. Sure it was. I mean, I mean, the, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner hour, it, it, it just didn't get any better than that. I mean, you had all kinds of good stuff in there. Anyway, <laughs> 11 minutes after 7, it's 7-11. But I, I just, you know, I thought about that, and I thought, well, there's a conversation piece because, I, I you know, I, last time I checked, I didn't know that cartoons caused. Anyway, all right, we're moving on. Hey, uh, I got it in my hand. I got a couple of cheeseburger baskets for you from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, eighteen hundred Herring. If you'd like to have lunch on us, we would uh, love to give these to you. We are going to take caller five. Caller five, you got to call, not not text. Call, you got to call on this one. 662-1660, 254-662-1660. Use the telephone. 
And it's that thing hanging on the wall in the kitchen. Remember? <laughs> do hang. Do got what? the cord on it? Yeah, I got the long cord so you can have privacy and walk out the sliding glass door and, and still be able to talk on the phone. Yeah, it's that thing hanging in the kitchen. 254-662-1660. Caller 5. We have got a couple of cheeseburger baskets for you here from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Caller 5, you're a winner this morning from ESPN Central Texas. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The fog will give away to mostly sunny skies. Should be a beautiful afternoon. It's going to be warm, too, with a high around 80 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 49 and tomorrow with a cold front on the way. Expect partly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of showers late and a high of 81. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Crawfish for Casa is a community-wide crawfish boil presented by champion sponsor Ascension Providence and supporting Casa of McLennan County. There will be a silent auction and all the crawfish or chicken gumbo you can eat. All proceeds strengthen and support Casa's work advocating for children in foster care in our community. Friday, April 1st, 7 p.m. at Base Extraco Event Center. Details online at bit.ly forward slash crawfish 2022. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. 
Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. Follow the Bears through the NCAA tournament here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Our continuing coverage of Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournament is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Uncle Dan's Barbecue, Southwest Sports Medicine, Early Benefit Services, Twisted Creek Ranch, National Land Partners. You gotta love it, don't you? What what did what did um, Scooby say? Ruh roll, Shaggy. <laughs> but they always it it always worked out, Gord. I mean, they they were I mean they were a lucky group, you know. I mean, they would be in a pickle, but somehow, some way, they found a way to work it out and 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 solve the mystery. Good old Scooby. Yeah. He uh, well he had those Scooby snacks. Hey, that's not a bad idea. What a Scooby snack? Yeah, have a Scooby snack. I like Scooby snacks. Every time we, uh, every time we do something, well, no, that we probably wouldn't get a Scooby snack. I started to say every time we did something right around the radio station, we'd get a Scooby snack. No, I doubt that. <laughs> we'd be starving <laughs> by the time the day ended. Throw at us or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, uh, let's see here. Want to remind you that, uh, and we're going to be, uh, we'll be in Fort Worth tomorrow. And the uh, pregame show starts at 12.30. The tip-off is at 1. Uh, John and Pat will have that for us. We will be at the uh, Fort Worth Museum of Science and History starting at 11 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas, which is, they tell me, just right down the street, maybe less than five minutes from the arena. So, hey, uh, maybe you're an alumni, maybe you're a friend, maybe you're just a fan, and you're going to be in Fort Worth tomorrow, uh, then come by the, uh, the tailgate show uh, game day live is going to be there and we'll be broadcasting live again from 11 o'clock, uh, until about 1230, leading you right up to the Baylor, uh, game against Norfolk state. Yeah. It's the bears and the Spartans and it should be a lot of fun in the uh, first round matchup one versus 16. Uh, there's going to be food for you. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. They're going to have like cornhole and, and, uh, and all kinds of cool things to do. I, I think there's even going to be a band that's playing, uh, there. So, and of course, we'll have the uh, our extended pregame show, game day live, and that'll be coming up uh, at eleven o'clock. So uh, make sure and uh, come by and uh, and you know and, and take care of that. The, the uh, pregame tailgate is going to be uh, hosted in the Oak Room. Now keep that in mind: the Oak Room at the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. That's at sixteen hundred. Gindy Street. Do you know where Gindy Street is exactly, Ward? You're, no, you're more I don't. familiar with Fort Worth than I. I don't. Uh, so anyway, registration includes a fajita buffet uh, and uh, and a uh, and a five dollar gift to the uh, Tobago University. So uh, 
it, it should be uh, should be a lot of fun. So make make plans to be with us. The pregame tailgate is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, the Baylor Bear Foundation, and Athletics. Uh, so it should be uh, should be a a good time had by all. And uh, you can go online to, to learn more and and uh, register and all that stuff. So make plans to uh, to come join us again. It's the Baylor Alumni. Uh, pre-game tailgate show, and it's going to be at the uh, Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. I'll be taking care of all the science stuff. You got that on lock? Yeah. <laughs> Gindy's close to Lancaster. Oh, okay. Uh, right off Camp Bowie. Yeah, so that, that that should be easy. That should be easy. Over by um, Montgomery Street, just a block off from Montgomery. It's easy to find. Yeah. Right, it's straight shot down to Dickey's Arena. So, yeah, I mean, it's just right, you know, they say less than five minutes, so should be. I'm just trying to think, how close is that to Heim Barbecue? <laughs> uh, that'd be a good ways away. Dang. All right. <laughs> uh, or uh, Joe T. Garcia's. Even further. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last night, last night, uh, it was uh, Texas Southern. Beating Texas A&M Corpus Christi 76-67. to So now Texas Southern will get Kansas. And uh, in the nightcap, it was Indiana uh, knocking off Wyoming 66-58. to That just sounds weird to have an iconic program like Indiana in the play-in games. It's definitely weird, but I think that's kind of where we're at. You, you see, so and you see it all the time in football. I would say more so than than basketball, where you have these prominent programs who used to just reign supreme, who now are just struggling to find their identity and reclaim some of that former glory. No, that's exactly right. And and now Indiana will get uh, uh, will get St. Mary's a five seed, second that's a place bad matchup, second man. place in that conference. What is it called? The Western or the uh, West Athletic Conference? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, West no. Coast Conference. West WCC. Coast Conference. WCC. Yeah, West Coast Conference. So uh, St. Mary's and uh, Gonzaga. The only they're the only two out of that league, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, no, San Francisco's in that league. I that's believe. right. Yeah. So, but St. Mary's is the five seed, and they're going to get Indiana. And uh, so now tonight, the final two, first four, or whatever they call them. I you know again play in whatever you want to call it. Uh, Bryant and Wright State at 5:40 this afternoon. Notre Dame and Rutgers, uh, a couple 11 seeds uh, tonight uh, at 8:10. So there R- you go. Rutgers could be a dangerous team if they get past Notre Dame. They could they could win that first round game if depend. I, I think they could. They're dangerous to keep an eye on. It, correct me if I'm wrong. When they first started this, wasn't it just uh 64? Yeah, well, I know. First of all, it was thirty-two. Then it was sixty-four. But then I thought I always thought it was just two play-in games. There's four play-in games, so you're taking four more teams to get mm-hmm. it to sixty-eight. Yeah. Uh, where does it stop? Well, you know, they put more teams in. It's going to be six play-in games. Yeah. I I think it's good the way it is. I I you know I do too. And and, and look, Buzz. Buzz down at A&M, not real happy. I don't, I don't necessarily need the play-in games, honestly. That's my, I, I agree. I don't care for the play-in games. I agree. I, I, I agree. But you just, know what just, it is? Just pick your 64 and go. Exactly. You, you know what it is, though? Money. Absolutely. It's, it's more television. Absolutely it is. And you heard the guy yesterday. Who was our guy from the newspaper yesterday? Uh, hey, uh, Dan Hawk. D- listen, he says that Norfolk State is ticked off 
that they were selected to the NCAA tournament. They would have much rather been picked in that first four because of money. They could have got a paycheck for playing in that one, and if they had won, then they would have come to Fort Worth to play Baylor, and that would have given them two games and more money. And, and I never thought about it in those terms for for schools that don't have those the, the budgets that others do. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't really either. You, you see it all the time with, like, in football and going back to football, but when you have the smaller schools come and take paydays to get beat, but I mm-hmm. didn't think about these schools getting paid that much for these play-in games at all. But that that's what their livelihood, that's what they – NCAA appearances, period. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and when he said that yesterday on our show, I thought, whoa, hang on a second here. He wanted to be in the play-in game like a year ago because a year ago they got two games in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, therefore, they made more money for their, their athletic department. And, again, when your budget is not what others is, and in their situation, clearly it isn't. Then these, these, you know that that makes sense. Yep. I mean, and it shouldn't be that way, but it is. I mean, so they were hoping to not get the love that they got. They got a 16 seed, and he would have much rather been in the play-in game than on mm-hmm. to the tournament to uh, generate more more money. So. Uh, an interesting concept, guys. Uh, when you're in that, when you're in that position, and and as you pointed out, Garrett and Ward, it's like it's like in football when these guys go in and and take on the big state school, so they can get a payday. They know exactly what the results going to be, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. But it is, hey, it is, it beats selling cookies and chocolate. I mean, so they got to have a fundraiser somehow. As long as you come out healthy in that situation, that's all yep. that really matters. So, anyway, that's where we are. It is a seven twenty-five. We're twenty-five after seven, and uh, again, those are your winners. You got uh, Texas Southern and Indiana moving on to take on Kansas and St. Mary's, respectively. All right, uh, want to remind you uh, real quick that uh, you can sell your home in five days. That's right. The brokerage house guarantees they'll sell your house in five days or less, or they're going to buy it for, for uh, from you for a price that you agree upon prior to listing your home. Uh, Aaron Ryan and the group at Brokerage House Realtors ready to uh, help you, and they've got a proven program that's going to guarantee offers above market value and multiple offers for your home. You want more information? It's 5daystosold.com, the numeral 5, 5daystosold.com, or you can call them at 817-812-2978. Baylor, Big 12 Baseball this weekend from Baylor Ballpark as the TCU Horned Frogs come to Waco. The Bears opening Big 12 Conference play this weekend at Baylor Ballpark hosting the TCU Horned Frogs. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor and TCU. Bears, Frogs, Big 12 Baseball this weekend from Baylor Ballpark right here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. 
they do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. March Madness got underway with Texas Southern beating AM Corpus Christi 76-67 and Indiana stopping Wyoming 66-58. Baylor Baseball surrendered three runs in the bottom of the ninth to drop an 11-10 decision at Sam Houston State. The Bears will open Big 12 play this Friday, hosting TCU. The Baylor softball team is headed to San Marcos for a 6 o'clock first pitch against Texas State. You can hear that game tonight on Cool 101. Both MCC baseball and softball are on the diamond today against Hill College. Baseball at noon in Hillsboro and softball at Bosque River Ballpark starting at 1 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.30, welcome back into the program. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Gary Ross, we're glad you're with us. It is a Wednesday. We are T-minus 24, right, guys? Uh, the Bears and Norfolk from uh, Fort Worth and the uh, Dickies Arena tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. We'll have the broadcast right here beginning at 12.30. Right now, we welcome into the program from the Believe Podcast Network, uh, Coach Scott Spinelli. Coach, uh, good. Uh, I started to say good afternoon. Good morning, and we appreciate your time this morning. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. It, it's that time, Coach. It, it, it is 
it's NCAA tournament time, and and uh, we we got it rolling last night. What were your thoughts uh, just on those first couple of games? I thought Texas Southern and and uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, uh, once they kind of got past the jitters, uh, pretty entertaining basketball game. You know what the, it was. I mean, in those first four matchups are always a little bit more of teams coming in. Um, you know, they know they're on the national stage. Everybody's watching those games, and so. To your point, I think they were a little bit uptight. Both, uh, all four teams in both games, uh, you know, were a little bit uptight early. But uh, really good game. I mean, Texas Southern, you know, you can't say enough about the the year they've had. I mean, that win at Florida, um, you know, when Florida was ranked at that time, you know, really showed potentially how good that team can be. And uh, you know, they beat a good t- Texas A&M Corpus team last night. So yeah, that was a good game. And obviously. You know, Indiana, um, you know, showed out hit that in late in that game against Wyoming to get the win. Coach, is there more parity in college basketball this year than there has been in the years past, mainly because the transfer portal helped that a lot? But the parity, should that be a leaning toward an even more entertaining tournament this year? I tell you what, I mean, I think really what makes um, the games now, uh, you know, so much more competitive um, I think the three-point line is the great equalizer. Um, you know, when you start thinking about a lot of these teams that are coming from lower conferences um, and they're built from within or they're built with guys who can all pass, dribble, and shoot, um, it makes for interesting matchups, right? Like for one-game settings, um, you know, anybody could beat anybody in this tournament, especially if if they're a team that really shoots the three-ball well. And there's no, there's no uh, accident that – out of the 10 teams that led the, the country this year in three-point field goal percentage, seven of those 10, 10 teams are in the NCAA tournament. So I do think the parity of because of the teams, you know, with skilled guys who can make shots, especially that three-point shot, I think it makes the, uh, these matchups a lot more interesting. When you look at the bracket, what are some of the first-round games that you would recommend people keeping a close eye on? Well, I'll tell you what, this Providence-South Dakota State game is going to be fun to watch, right? So uh, you have a Providence team was the Big East, uh, you know, regular season champion, uh, had a, had a sensational year. And then you look at a team like South Dakota State uh, that has been built within. Those, those kids have come up through the program for the most part. Uh, they're built at all five possession, uh, positions where they can all pass, dribble, and shoot. Uh, they were a number one three-point field goal percentage uh, team in the country this year. Um, and again, you know, most of these power five conferences, when you start thinking about their bigs, they're, they're talking 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", you know, 240, 250, 260. They're going to be getting those bigs away from the baskets, putting up, put them in long closeout situations. They're going to have to guard uh, South Dakota State's front court, um, and then they, you know, they can make the three ball. If you do close out, they'll drive you know, right past you. They'll put you in foul pressure. Um, so I do think that's a very intriguing matchup uh, starting out. I don't think that's a great matchup for Providence, uh, you know, starting out. And then I think if you look at, you know, this Arkansas Vermont game, um, you know, people don't know a lot about Vermont, right? So there's, this is a matchup that you have a, an NBA coach and coach Musselman who plays defensive, uh, a defensive game in terms of keeping things on one side of the floor and they really pressure the ball. And so what happens is in any of those side ball screen actions, 
what happens is Vermont is going to take that big on. They try what you call ice it. They down it. They, they keep it on that side of the floor. And so I think Vermont's skill set at all five positions, when they drive that ball and take the big on in that ball screen coverage, they're going to throw back. And then Vermont's got undersized bigs who are all skilled that can pass, dribble, and shoot. So, again, that's a, that's a game within the game there. Uh, interesting matchup. I think Vermont's going to be a little bit better than people think in that game. Um, those two in particular really stand out to me, uh, you know, in this first round. In the Big 12, uh, down in our part of the world, uh, talk about a couple of matchups for us. Uh, Iowa State and LSU, and then on the other side of the bracket, Texas and Virginia Tech. Both could be uh, very interesting first-round games. Oh, no question. I Well, obviously, what was going on in LSU is really hard, right? You're dealing with a lot of uh, kids here who have just had a major change. And, you know, so much of coaching this day and age, it's not like it once was. I mean, obviously – as a coach, you're, you know, you're holding your kids accountable and you've got to, you know, make, you know, hold yourself accountable. Um, but at the same time, um, it's all about relationship-based coaching and to lose their head coach um, at this late juncture, that's not easy for young kids to have to adhere to and adjust to here so late. Um, you know, hopefully Coach Nickelberry can get them to rally around that. And, uh, but, you know, that's going to be hard for LSU. Uh, with that said, Iowa State it played in a, as you know, that Big 12 this year was <laughs> is a tough and you know toughest any tough as any conference in the country, and so they're battle tested. Uh, they had a tremendous non-conference showing, and then when they got into the Big 12, you know they had some ups and downs, um, and so I think they're going to be a team that you know could really make some noise here. Uh, Iowa State, I think defensively they're very good. I love their roster. They've got a lot of guys uh, on that roster that you know, are explosive offensively if they need to be. But, I mean, they hang their hat defensively, um, and I think they're going to be a very difficult matchup uh, in that first game for LSU just because of the way they defend. Although LSU will cause turnovers too now. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. And then the Virginia uh, uh, the Virginia Tech-Texas game, you have two programs that are, you know, um, couldn't be built any differently. Um, Virginia Tech, Coach Young was at Wolford prior to his Vatek days, and he took a lot of the kids from Wolford, a mid-major conference, um, and he recruited a lot of mid-major, you know, lower star guys and has developed those kids within a system. And, you know, this continuity, this familiarity, there's a lot of chemistry and consistency there, but they've got a roster filled with mid-major guys who are a little bit older now, um, and they're very, very skilled. Um, uh, you know, their bigs aren't the traditional bigs. Aluma and Mutz, uh, those guys are all skilled guys. And then when you think about Texas's roster, um, Coach Beard, they've got five stars, four stars, transfers, and they build their program on their defense with a lot of highly regarded players. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. And Vatek coming off the ACC Tournament Championship, um, they led the ACC in three-point field goal percentage. They're going to be a very difficult out for Texas in that first round. Coach, talk about the job that Scott Drew's been able to do with the Baylor Bears defending national champions. They they start off and, and not getting a whole lot of respect, fight their way through on a 15-game stretch, get to number one, and then the injury bug hits them even harder. But they still find a way to win the conference and get a good seed, in in a number one seed in the conference. Just talk about the job that – that Scott Drew has been able to do with this basketball team and fighting through those injuries. 
incredible job. Uh, you've got to tip your hat to what Coach Drew and his staff have done, um, you know, this year with this team. Obviously losing Cryer, um, you know, uh, losing the big fella. Um, you know, really, um, you know, those two guys in any program, you know, could have really been detrimental in terms of the season, right? The season could have gone the other way. And instead, it really speaks to what Coach Drew and his staff have established there at Baylor as it relates to their culture. Um, you know, again, there's a there's a belief that when you're the national champs, defending national champions, you know, you have this um, this this belief and this confidence about you. And I think it's become infectious even amongst some of these guys who have had to assume bigger roles, right? Um, and, and, you know, you can't, you know, help but really compliment the job that he's done. I do think that, you know, missing those two guys could catch up to him later on. But, look, you know, Baylor is a, uh, one of the best defensive teams. I mean, obviously, um, you know, in the country. They lead the Big 12 in steals. I mean, you know, that's going to be something that they could create some offense through the defense, which is what they've done. Uh, they've kind of changed a little bit how they've had to manufacture points. But they take care of the basketball. Um, they play very well as a team. Um, and you can't help but just, you know, really, really tip your hat to what Coach Drew has done with that team and that program this year. Talking with college basketball coach and analyst Scott Spinelli of the Believe Podcast Network. Scott, you were at Texas A&M for a little bit. When you look at this situation, I know Buzz really isn't too happy about them not making it to the, the big dance. Does he really have a leg to stand on with them dropping so many games earlier in the season? Well, look, uh, I hate to say it, guys. I coached at A&M for a while, so I'm an Aggie um, in, in a lot of ways. So I'm rooting for Buzz and, and the Aggies. Um, you know, obviously they had that tough stretch, right, where they lost, you know, all those games in a row. And I think sometimes what happens is you lose a lot of games and all of a sudden, you know, you get kind of labeled, you know, or maybe they're not having as good a year. But make no mistake about it, you know, um, you know Buzz did a tremendous job with that team. Uh, they they made an uh, incredible run in the SEC tournament in a league that, you know, by the way, is very, very good top to bottom. And uh, they were, you know, one game away from getting there. And so it's hard to really, you know, from where we're sitting, we don't know all of the metrics um, that, uh, you know, the committee uses, right? And look, I mean, there's only 60, well, 64 plus the four, 68 teams that are, are going to get bids. And you know, we just don't know what went into the decision-making, um, you know, with all of this. I do think they were right there. I think Richmond winning their conference tournament beat Davidson. You know, they got themselves in the tournament. And even Virginia Tech, you know, winning theirs. I think, you know, the ACC, I thought they were on the bubble. Um, and I think that, you know, again, the more those teams win their conference tournaments, the less bids. And I think uh, Texas A&M was a victim of that. When you look at this NCAA tournament and, and the teams that that really have a shot, the teams out of the Big 12, is it a situation of they went through that meat grinder of the Big 12 and it's just, hey, let's wait and see if they can get their legs back underneath them, or does that make them more prepared to have a deep run in this tournament? Well, I'll tell you what. I've been in these Power 5 conferences as a coach, assistant, associate head coach, uh, head co interim head coach. And I got to tell you, that's a hard uh, question to answer. And let me tell you why. Sometimes, to your point, it actually helps you to be, have been battle-tested along the way. And so when you get into these NCAA tournament games, 
you know, you're not surprised with anything you see. You know, you're going to see teams that play slow, that play fast, that play zone, that, you know, look at Norfolk State now. I mean, Baylor's in a position where they're going to be playing against a team um, that will, you know, um, mix up their defenses. I mean, they're going to extend that, you know, that uh, that half that, uh, that half court two three um, that they run. They're going to get into a two two one three quarter court. Um, they're a very good defensive man to man team. So I, I guess my point is, you, you see a lot of different things along the way within the Big Twelve that helps that helps and thinks it's going to help prepare for these tournament games. But the flip side of that too now, and I've seen this happen when you play in such a you know. Um, a tough competitive league that every night uh, mentally and physically it wears on kids. Um, When they get into the tournament, sometimes their, their legs are a little weary or their, their focus isn't there mentally. And that can also play into some of these teams getting upset. So I think you can look at it uh, both ways. um, And it's hard to really, um, again, make that, you know, um, know, answer that and be totally right either way. Um, but I will tell you, the last thing I will tell you, the Big 12 um, was a very – Scott, you still there? expect a lot of those teams from the Big 12 to show very, very well in this tournament. I do. Scott, as somebody who's evaluated and developed guys for the NBA, what are your thoughts on Matthew Meyer? When, I mean, last year he was – the way he played, he was you know, on the trajectory to be drafted pretty, you know, reasonably high in the NBA draft, and he comes back this year – Kind of a lackluster season. What are your thoughts on that when you look at him as a, a NBA prospect? Well, I think so much of evaluating players, and you learn this along the way, and it really begins, you know, obviously when they're younger. I, I think, you know, I was a younger coach. Um, I was a head coach in prep school, and I made a lot of mistakes at misevaluating players at that young age. And the reason why is because. I was basing it all on numbers, statistics, and who scored the most points, and you know who did, uh, you know who had the most rebounds. Uh, and I think what you have to take a step back and really watch, especially in Matthew's case, is look. Every player is used differently within a system. Every coach, I don't care if you're in junior high, high school, AAU, um, has a role that they they're, they want their players to play in their particular style or system of play. And I think as an evaluator is one of the most important parts of recruiting. It is the most important part. You have to see past that, how a player is used, how efficient they are, and how you could and, and use your imagination and your vision to take somebody like Matthew and say, hey, I'm going to use Matthew you know, like this, and we're going to use him like this. And I think that's where the evaluation comes in. But I don't think he's had as much of a lackluster year that you know I think people will – you know, say because his numbers are a little down. I just think that, again, you know, with injuries, you know, you come into your sophomore season now, you're more of a headline guy on scouting reports. There's more of a focus on defending you. I think some of that has something to do with his numbers being a little bit down. But I think he is a tremendous talent, and I do think he's an NBA player or will be at some point. Coach, do you have a Final Four, and do you want to share that with us? Well, I tell you what, I, you know, I was doing a lot of these uh, different uh, interviews, and you know, look, there's some teams to me that stand out, and and I'm going to start with Duke, and I think Gonzaga and Duke are on a collision course. Now, again, both those two teams, if they lose focus in any of those rounds, could get beat, but if they do end up in that bracket uh, playing one another, this is my take on Duke. 
look, you know, they had a lot of emotion, as you guys know, with that last game with Coach K at Cameron. That was just uh, maybe too much for those young kids to look around uh, and have the, the practically the, the whole world watching them send off Coach K, um, you know, in that last game. Um, and so I think the emotion of that game got to them a little bit. I think it spilled into the ACC tournament where they did not have, um, even though they got to the championship game, they were not the same team. When they got back to Cameron and they watched that film, I can guarantee you a couple of things. One, you know, they're going to really get refocused defensively because they had a lot of breakdowns. They were, you know, in uh, their positioning, one pass away wasn't right, two pass away wasn't right. Their point of ball screen coverage was not good. And when they get refocused and they tweak that stuff through film work and they get back to playing what Duke was doing or playing how they were prior to that Carolina game. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, you can't put an analytical statistic on somebody's will and emotion and drive. And I think Duke after losing might help them not help them as much as you don't want to lose, but it might help them in this NCAA tournament, take the pressure off and really, really make a push here to try to win it all. So I like Duke and the bottom bracket. I think Purdue, I think St. Mary's is a team you have to watch. They're older, they're experienced. They held Gonzaga to 57 points this year and beat them by 10. Gonzaga averages 87, 88. Uh, They're the number one overall seed. So keep your eye on St. Mary's, Purdue. I like those two teams down there. Um, You know, look, I love Villanova. I think Villanova with Gillespie, very difficult team to beat their identity their culture similar to Baylor's I think you've got to watch Villanova and then you know look you know Auburn is a team that could win it all also but those are some of the teams that I'm kind of keeping my eye on here to make a run to the final four and potentially cut down the nets hey coach tell us a little bit about the uh, the podcast the breakdown well, you know, this was a very interesting concept that we took on this year. Um, and, you know, look, I was, I've was i been in coaching for so many years at every level, and I took over as a head coach at Boston College. And, you know, uh, we kind of went into something. Uh, you know, I was looking at different things to do. I was going to, you know, I didn't get the head job I was looking for. So we talked after the season, and, and we got into this thing and said, look, let's really work on, you know, um, doing. We, we started off with basically an ACC breakdown um, you know, uh, the conference and really kind of went through each team in terms of a uh, before the season type preview. Um, and then we kind of get into a lot of other things here, you know, that kind of came from that. And, you know, the one thing that from a, you know, look, when you're a coach, you, you know, you, you've been in this, you've been sat on the bench and you're really speaking from experience. And I think, you know, people don't realize, you know, this is a very tough profession. And these coaches that have uh, helped their teams or helped their programs get to the NCAA tournament, you know, um, these kids deserve a lot of credit. The coaches deserve a lot of credit. Win or lose, uh, this is a big accomplishment to get where these uh, these coaches are at. I think we, through the podcast and through a lot of the media stuff that we did, is really call uh, you know your attention or maybe kind of just express to the public a little bit more about what these coaches and these kids and some of their uh, things that they go through in terms of um, you know a season and off season and development and so on and so forth it's the uh, believe podcast network and, and coach we uh, we certainly do appreciate your time this morning thanks so much thanks for having me guys talk to you soon that is uh, scott spinelli great stuff uh 750 we're 10 away from eight this is game time here on espn central texas 
Baylor women's basketball in the NCAA tournament with Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm. The second seed Baylor women open NCAA tournament play Friday in the Farrell Center against number 15 Hawaii. 2.30 for the countdown to tip off. 3 p.m. tip off Friday. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball in the NCAA tournament on ESPN Central Texas. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I'd been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN lovers, upgrade your diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at Diamore Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings, spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop Diamore Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing, 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. March Madness got underway with Texas Southern beating AM Corpus Christi 76-67 and Indiana stopping Wyoming 66-58. Baylor baseball surrendered three runs in the bottom of the ninth to drop an 11-10 decision at Sam Houston State. The Bears will open Big 12 play this Friday, hosting TCU. The Baylor softball team is headed to San Marcos for a 6 o'clock first pitch against Texas State. You can hear that game tonight on Cool 101. Both MCC baseball and softball are on the diamond today against Hill College. Baseball at noon in Hillsboro and softball at Bosque River Ballpark starting at 1 o'clock. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 754, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Anything that Scott Spinelli from the uh, Believe Podcast Network, anything he said surprised either one of you guys? No, I'm not surprised, but it was awesome. Oh, yeah. He's spot on. I mean, he, he knew I, the Big East and he knew the Big 12. I mean, you know, so that's a guy that's in tune with what's going on. I, I, for me, the one thing I was kind of hesitant on was the the – real confidence and the boat of confidence in Villanova making a big run. And maybe that's just because we saw Baylor beat the brakes off of them when Baylor was healthy. So maybe that's kind of a skewed my perspective on Villanova a little bit. But that was the one thing that kind of made me step back a little bit. Well, and, and I'm telling you now, you you look at Villanova's route, it's not easy. No. Uh, they've got Tennessee in front of them. They ain't beating Tennessee in my opinion. So I, and, and that's kind of where I had – I, 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 you know, I, I was there at the Ferrell Center, watch Villanova, watch Coach Wright, coach's basketball team. You knew they were talented. You knew they were good. That, it, but as you pointed out, that's when Baylor was fully healthy and in that 15-0 run. Uh, the, there was anybody, nobody was going to beat them then. No. And, and Jay Wright basically said that. But when you look at what the way that they've got to get to the uh, the Elite Eight, uh, they, you know, they've got Tennessee ahead of them. I just don't see them beating Tennessee. So, you know. But that's why they play the games, baby. That's why yep. they play the games, and they begin tomorrow. Uh, hey, again, don't forget, the uh, we're going to be in Fort Worth at the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. Uh, we'll be there with the Office of the Baylor Alumni, and man, they're going to throw a big uh, watch party. Well, not a watch party, I beg your pardon, but a yeah, pregame party as we get ready. There's going to be fajitas and music and, and games and all kinds of fun and festive stuff to get you ready to go right down the street five minutes to Dickey's Arena. So make plans to join us. We'll be there at 11 o'clock tomorrow. This is for alumni. This is for fans. This is for friends. This is for anybody. Come have a good time. And and uh, and again, registration includes a fajita buffet, game parking by uh, validation code, and a um, and more. So uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. And we'll be there again at 11 o'clock tomorrow uh, broadcasting live as we get you ready for round one of the uh, NCAA basketball tournament as the Bears begin their quest to defend their national championship. That's a pretty cool little saying, isn't it? Pretty awesome. Yep, so there you go. Uh, that'll be coming up uh, uh, tomorrow at 11. The uh, Baylor women are in action on Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock. we got all kinds of cool stuff going on there. Uh, John Morse is going to do uh, – we're going to move John's show up a little bit to like 1.30 on Friday, uh, and he'll be he'll be uh, live for the Ferrell Center, uh, 1.30 to 2.30, uh, leading right into uh, Derek and Sophia with the pregame, and then Matt Mosley after the game. So we're gonna. It's gonna be wall to wall, and then we're gonna get you out to uh, Baylor Ballpark at six fifteen tomorrow night for game uh, Friday night rather for the first game of the uh, Big Twelve schedule between the Bears and TCU. Uh, so <laughs> we are loaded with great uh, great programming for you here on ESPN Central Texas. So uh, by the way, uh, Matt's gonna join us up there tomorrow, and then uh, he'll have his program after the basketball game, and, and John is gonna be courtside tomorrow. As soon as the game is over, he's going to do part of his show, depending on how much time we have left, uh, you know, his regular three to four slot. He's going to do that right there from courtside like uh, in, in Dickey's. I like that a lot. So, how cool is that, huh? That's pretty awesome. So there you go. All right, that that's the plan. That is the plan. 
it, we, we, we've got a plan. We've, we've worked on this plan for – we started Sunday night, and we've, I think today we've got it finalized. Uh, it's 7.58. Speaking of John, he's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check. Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Baseball drops a tough one on the road. We'll give you details. Plus, softball in action in San Marcos tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea size hail and baseball size hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Come join us tonight live from Rudy's and hear from equestrian coach Casey Maxwell and men's golf coach Mike McGraw. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball playing their final tune-up before Big 12 conference play begins this weekend. Last night in Huntsville against Sam Houston State. The Bears had a 10-8 lead going to the bottom of the ninth inning, but gave up three in that last half frame and fall to the Bearcats, 11-10 the final score. Next up, Baylor opening Big 12 play against TCU this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Baylor Ballpark. Meanwhile, Baylor softball is a week and a half away from the start of Big 12 play. They'll play tonight on the road in San Marcos against Texas State. Here's Baylor associate head coach and pitching coach Brittany Sneed-Newman. Yeah, these are very important games. Texas State, you know, is always a tough team. They, they play a very... Um, tough schedule. They've beaten some good teams um, already this season, so we know that tomorrow night's game will be a big game. Um, that will be down in San Marcos. And then this weekend, play McNeese, um, who I think is projected to win the Southland. They are uh, always a, a tough team, so we have a three-game series with them this weekend at home at Getterman. Good. And really, a lot of, I want to say everything you do, but it's not everything, but a big part of what you do in non-conference is getting ready for conference play. Here it is, now just a week and a half away. That's right. I know it's gotten here quickly, yeah. um, but we're thankful that we have been able to play all of our games, no rainouts or, or, any, or COVID. You know, we're thankful that we've been able to play, but uh, we've had a good uh, preseason up to conference, and now we just need to keep rolling. 
That's Baylor pitching coach Brittany Newman. Baylor on the road in San Marcos against Texas State tonight. On the air at 545, first pitch at 6 on 101.3 FM this evening. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. After today's, I finally found somebody and I said, where do y'all put all the post-game audio? Like, can you tell me? And so at some point, the poor guy just looks at me and he goes, now, we used to put it on YouTube, but we really just don't put it anywhere now. But he said, we have transcripts available to you immediately on the Dropbox. Oh, we could do that. I could just read them to you. (laughs) (laughs) We could just read the quotes. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Looking like a layup, layup, All right, 804, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Our 8 o'clock hour is brought to you in part by Good Feet, First Left Southwest, Pro Star Rental, and Big Boys Record Service. All right, uh, Texas Aggies played Alcorn, uh, Alcorn State in the uh, NIT tournament and in, in, in College Station last night and, and won the basketball game after the game. Press conference from Coach Williams was quite interesting, and he basically had about an eight-minute prepared statement that he read, then said that he would not discuss it anymore. And it was a conversation, or not a conversation, but a prepared statement about the Aggies being left out of the NCAA tournament. From Valentine's Day through Sunday afternoon, everyone in our program – and the families they represent gave all they had. And in a way that I have never witnessed personally or professionally, gave their absolute best on a daily basis. And in truth, as the odds continued to grow against us, found ways to get better and embrace the task at hand that particular day. During that time, we won five of our last six to finish the regular season and won three of four last week while advancing to the championship game of the conference tournament. That ending propelled us to a total of 12 SEC wins for the season. We found out Sunday afternoon that those numbers weren't good enough to be invited as an at-large team. We were and are completely devastated and heartbroken. Sad is the wrong word because it doesn't completely express the totality of our emotions. Since our return late Sunday night, I've spent all of my waking hours trying to better understand 
the data on how those 12 SEC competition-only wins weren't enough. While knowing that the four teams in our league that won more than that were all a four-seed or higher. As I began to do research, the first thing I wanted to learn was how members were selected to the committee and how the selection of those members even worked. In other words, what committee selected the committee? I wanted to research who was on the committee for this year's tournament, their career paths, and how when they were appointed to their position on the committee, so that once they were appointed, what data is it that they study? When, where, and how often do they meet? And when they meet, what are the topics of discussion? And during it all, what metrics do they look at? And what is most important? That's Coach Williams last night. Uh, look, everybody. Wrong platform, wrong place. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and let's just be honest. Every year, there's a handful of teams that could probably bring enough data to the table to say we deserve to get into the tournament. Well, hey, look, if he wanted to do that Sunday night after the selection, that's fine. You don't do it at the post game of the NIT tournament. Is it, be, it, was it insulting to the NIT tournament? Yes, it was a slap in the face to the NIT tournament. And you know what? You just you should be happy that you're still playing basketball because there's teams that aren't even in the NIT that aren't playing. You got a number one seed in the NIT. You should be talking about, hey, we're going to go out and win this damn thing and show them we belonged in the NCAA tournament instead of whining like a little baby. You go back to January the 19th through February the 19th in the heart and soul of conference play, and they had a period where they were 0-7 and 1-9. and Well, I, you know, that's, that's fine. I understand what you're saying. They got snubbed. There's no way around it. They should have been in the NCAA tournament. I, I fully believe that. That was the biggest snub in, in the country. Them and SMU probably should have been there. But who do you take, take out? Take, take, take that out of it. And and look, it it's you don't do what he did yesterday after a basketball. You think you're thankful you're there and you get your kids ready to play. You're teaching the wrong message there. And you know, I I was pulling for him to win the NIT, but after listening to that crybaby act, I I hope they get knocked out tomorrow. I, for me, it was like you know we hear people complain all the time, if, especially if you're one of like the first one out in the college football playoff, and you start questioning the committee, and that's exactly what this that's sounded what he like. Was, doing. It, yeah. it was it was almost identical to what we see. Come I mean, on, man. it was almost identical to what Jimbo did this past year. I, well, I understand if you want to say again, if you want to say something Sunday night because your emotions are raw, and you know, we, hey, you know, we feel like that, you know, we should have been there. But look, we got to invite to the NIT. We're going to go out and win this daggum thing. Or if you want to put all your analytics out there that you just laid out, right. do that Sunday night. Don't do it in a post-game of the NIT tournament. As, as Tom pointed out, that's a slap in the face of the NIT. It, it, I, for, that's but, ridiculous what he just did. For me, if you're going to point out all of your positives, don't don't omit the, don't omit the, the fact you went a month without winning a game. You have no. to. It's a balance. I mean, it, it, because what is the what have we talked about all along over the last two months, body of work, body of work. But what body they did work. should have been good enough. Bottom line, twenty three and twelve. Yeah, what they did should have been good enough. See, I, I I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, well, I, you I, don't have to. I'm just telling you. 
Well, you can tell me all you want to, and that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. I don't think that – clearly, a lot of people didn't think that they deserved to get in because they were not only the not the first out, they were the fourth out. Well, they, they should th- have been in. Well, and, and again, your opinion, and I respect your opinion, but the bottom line is the committee felt like – I guess, and, and again, I'm not in that committee room and none of us are, but I, I think that that run through conference play – had to have hurt them. There's no question. They were one and nine over a course of an entire month of play. Well, you can't, you can't, if you're AM in that situation, you can't get swept by LSU. You need to split at least one of those. You can't drop a game to Missouri. Missouri's a team that you should go out and sweep. Uh, you had a nice win against Florida, but and look, they were hot. I mean, at the end, they, they were. were super hot. And I could see, I could see how you could get them in there. I wanted them to be in there. But man, if it's the whole body of work, it, then we got to, that's just what it is. You can't change the standards for one team to another. Well, and that's what we've talked about for the last two months is about, it, you know, the body of work, your body of work, the entire season, your non-conference schedule, what their non-conference schedule looked like, who was on it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into this deal. Uh, you know, you, how do you get a one or a two or two or a three? It has to do with, a lot of it has to do with how you scheduled your non-conference schedule. Who got who got more of a raw end of the deal? Was it A and M or Oklahoma? And, and y'all's opinion. Oh, A and M. Again, I don't think Oklahoma deserved to be in the tournament. Although I thought they were a pretty good basketball team. At some point, you gotta, you know what? You gotta have a cutoff. What is it? Sixty eight? Is it seventy two? Is it eighty <laughs> exactly. five? I mean, then the eighty six team is ticked off. You know? Yeah. If you want to be in, play your way in. They had plenty of chances. Yeah, I mean, you can't, again, you point out a couple of teams that, you know, they could have beat and should have beat, particularly at home. Yeah. When, when your home games, you know, Ward, you talked about that the other day. Win your home games, split on the road, win your home games, and you're in good shape. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go back to what Ward said. That was not the platform to do that. No. Absolutely, and it not. was an eight-minute prepared statement. Yeah. It wasn't, "Hey guys, uh, after giving it some thought, you know, I didn't want to say anything because of my emotions." And you know, he, I mean, he, he had an eight-minute prepared statement. Like, I wonder how much time he spent after that, even talking about Alcorn or looking ahead at NIT. I mean, I, it's like he did that and was probably out. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> that's that's a good point. I mean, yeah, but. What do you do now? I mean, it, you got to regroup. I mean, to me, I don't. You got to regroup somehow. Focus. If you didn't want to be in the NIT, you could have easily declined the invitation. That's right. It's an invitational. It's an invitational. So, now, but so you know, and he says he's no longer going to talk about it. and That's great. And but I just thought eight minutes. He should have done it on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem. I wouldn't have had a problem if he'd have done it on Sunday. Not I had a problem. And then you end that statement with, but you know what? We feel lucky that we're in the NIT and we go win the damn thing. <laughs> I just got a text from my buddy. He's an A&M fan. said, Buzz is a legend. <laughs> he said they got screwed by Notre Dame again. So, there's your option. All right. Uh, something we just thought you'd like to know about. It's, But, again, I guess I started the thought process of, isn't there somebody always at the, at the, end, of the, at the end of the rope you know that sixty-eight. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always somebody that can they can lay out the, what they consider to be the strengths of their of their basketball team. Uh, you know, and and 
they feel like they deserve to be in. Uh, and, and They're I, not the only ones that felt like they deserve no, to be no, in. No, that's a no, good no. point. And, and, and I think uh, uh, Scott Spinelli had a great point when when you got, uh, what was it, Richmond? Uh, yeah. You know, because of that tournament, that, that conference tournament. So you ended up with two teams out of that league that normally only gets one. Well, I mean, look, Virginia, Texas A&M was ex- – a carbon copy to what Virginia Tech did. If they would have won the tournament, then this isn't a problem. They had plenty of opportunities. They just didn't capitalize on it. So it, it is what it is. But you know what? Go play as many games in this NIT as you possibly can. Use these games. Use these practices. Get better and get ready for next year. That's all you can do. I mean, that, that's it's that's the beauty of the NIT. It's a heck of a basketball tournament. Uh, look at it as as a another great challenge and get your practices in. Get your games played and. And see if you end up, what, uh, Madison Square Garden? It's a fun deal, right? Yeah, I mean, that's to me, that's the mecca of, of basketball is getting an opportunity to play in Madison Square Garden. You should take advantage of that. So there you go. All right, so, uh, 8.15, 15 after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we, uh, as we take you through a Wednesday morning. Don't forget, uh, City Ranch Boot Company has a new location, and they can't wait to see you. You can choose your skin, choose your design, and then let them create a perfect pair of boots or a wallet or a handbag, maybe even a belt. You see, Jay Kelly and his team have over 30 years in the leather industry, and they know what they are doing. Custom design, locally owned, family operated, and of course, Texas made. We're talking about City Ranch Boot Company, and they bring a uh, very unique experience for you in the uh, in the shopping of belts and boots and wallets and handbags. You can have it custom made, or you can buy right off the shelf just whatever you so desire. They're at 10267 North River Crossing. That's just off Highway 6 at 185 next to the Joko Building. Or you can uh, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Also check them out online at cityranchboot.com. That's cityranchboot.com. Or you can give them a call at 254 855 7225. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The fog will give away to mostly sunny skies. Should be a beautiful afternoon. It's going to be warm, too, with a high around 80 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 49 in tomorrow with a cold front on the way. Expect partly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of showers late and a high of 81. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, we're joined out by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew. You look at most of the places we play, and I think everywhere we've played, we've had a sellout. And you look at our environment with college game day and how loud the Ferrell Center was. I mean, it's hard to go on the road in a packed house and a loud crowd and, and be able to execute and be composed and withstand runs and get a win. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. 
ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Hey, this is Tom Barf with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show. And I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers, planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu alumni. Eight twenty, twenty after eight. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. All right, uh, yesterday we went through our men's bracket. Today, let's take a ponder at the women's bracket. You want to lead this lead this thing, Garrett? All right, let's do this. Let's start in the Sweet Sixteen and in the Greensboro bracket. I have South Carolina versus Arizona. I have Iowa State versus Iowa. I have Louisville versus Tennessee in Wichita bracket. Uh, Michigan and Baylor in the Wichita bracket. Over in Spokane, I have, where are we looking at here? We got uh, Stanford and Florida Gulf Coast, LSU and Texas. And then down in Bridgeport, I have North Carolina State and Oklahoma. And I have Princeton and UConn. Okay, on the left side of the bracket, you and I were one off. On the right really? side, not even remotely close. <laughs> <laughs> so, if my Sweet Sixteen goes uh, on the uh, on the left side of the bracket, the Greensboro bracket, South Carolina and Iowa. Uh, on the uh, in the in the Wichita bracket, I got. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, South Carolina and uh, in in 
Okay, that's South Carolina, North Carolina, Iowa State, Iowa, uh, and then down below I got Louisville and Tennessee, Michigan and Baylor. Over on the right side of the bracket in Spokane, we got uh, Stanford and Virginia Tech. I also got Ohio State taking on Texas. I got uh, Kansas State taking on Oklahoma. <laughs> and I got Kentucky taking on UConn. What? Blasphemy. I, I got Kentucky taking on UConn. Okay. All right. South Carolina, Arizona, Iowa State, Iowa, Louisville, Tennessee, Michigan, Baylor, Stanford, Maryland, LSU, Texas, NC State, Oklahoma, Indiana, UConn. Ooh, Indiana and UConn. Hmm. Elite Eight, Greensboro. We got South Carolina and Iowa. And then in Wichita, I got Louisville and Baylor. Over in Spokane, I have Stanford, LSU. And in Bridgeport, I got North Carolina State and UConn. LSU? Absolutely. Homer. Uh, I got South Carolina and Iowa, Louisville and Baylor, Stanford and Texas, Oklahoma and UConn. I got South Carolina, Iowa State. Louisville, Baylor, Stanford and Texas, NC State, and Indiana. Ooh, that is interesting. Okay. Uh, All right, final four. We're going to have South Carolina and Louisville, and then I have Stanford and North Carolina State. I got South Carolina and Baylor, Stanford and UConn. I got South Carolina and Baylor, Stanford and NC State. Ooh, okay. Finals. Finals, I got South Carolina, North Carolina State with South Carolina taking home the championship. I got Baylor and Stanford with Baylor winning it all. I got South Carolina and Stanford with Stanford winning it all. There you go. They're all different. I like that. There you go. All right, that's fun. That's fun. Because, look, you could could do – I bet you could fill out 50 of these dudes and – 45 minutes into the tournament, (laughs) you're like, what? (laughs) Because there's going to be somebody getting blown out of the ballpark right out of the box. But anyway, that's what makes it fun. I mean, it really does. What you got? You got to get what? Six? You got to, you got to go six and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Six and oh, six and oh, and get you a, and get you a championship and get you a ring like Ward's wearing over there. uh, His UMHB football ring. I guess. Is that the UMHB football ring? No, it is not. Okay. You need to post that on, on social media. No, they haven't come in yet. Okay. Oh, they haven't? When they do, you need to post that on social media. All right, uh, let's let's talk. Uh, Garrett and I talked, I guess, this morning a little bit. I want to get, Ward, I'm going to get your thoughts on the Cowboy situation with A, Randy Gregory, and just B, as, we, as we're into free agency, you know, I saw an article, Winners and Losers. They had the uh, Cowboys as a big loser, and I – when you start reading the article and you start looking at everything that's going on and has gone on, it's kind of hard not to agree. But the Randy Gregory thing was bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah, I mean, they came out and said, hey, we got a deal done. Our guy's back. We're going to have D-Law on one side and Randy Gregory, and, you know, here we go. Not the case. He's in Denver. Yeah, that didn't take long to take a spin, and and – you know, Randy Gregory looked at the contract and then called his agent, and his agent got confused on the wording of the contract as well. It was just a debacle is what it was more than anything else. And, look, he ends up signing with Denver. Now, I will say this could be a blessing in disguise for the Dallas Cowboys if they go ahead and pony up and go after one Von Miller I knew you was as say hard that. as they can possibly go at him now and just to prove a point. And, you know, sometimes Jerry Jones does this. I mean, they would have never considered Von Miller until this happened. 
because of the price tag it's going to cost them to get him. Now, just to prove a point, Jerry Jones might just drop it and say, okay, let's go get Von Miller just to prove it. And that could work out in their favor. That would be a better move for the Cowboys. But I'm not surprised that Randy Gregory, you know, just said, oh, I'm going to take it over here and go to Denver just to snub the Cowboys. Look, I mean, he's in Colorado. Where does Randy Gregory probably belong? In Colorado. I mean, you know, it, that's that's his heaven. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how he performs in Denver and if he can stay on the field in Denver and everything that goes with that. But – I you know I don't think that the Cowboys have won anything in this offseason yet. I mean they lose Connor Williams to the Dolphins. They um, they lose the receiver. I mean their receiving core was the best. Well, one of the best one in the NFL. Them, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And now it had depth. It, it it certainly did, and it had it had star power, and it had you know one of the number one receivers in in, in the league in Amari Cooper. Well now you're you're just you're kind of paddling above water just to keep your nose up uh underwater just to keep your nose up i i don't know what they do at the wide receiving core now dak's got to be sitting back going what what just happened where, where did all my guys go and now his offensive line's getting splintered I, cowboys are i mean they're they're reeling a little bit right now it's almost like they've blown it up or are trying to completely rebuild and well, this and is they're not the they're i know not. No, I know, but that's what it looks like. Well, I mean, they're trying. It, it's blowing up it's in their face. Up. That's exactly right. It, it, it's it's imploding right in front of them. But here's the deal: for Gregory, he takes the basically the exact same package the Cowboys offered, and goes to Denver. Now, again, there's a lot of conversation about the verbiage in the contract about you know uh, suspensions and things of that nature. And the Cowboys said, hey, look, that's that's standard stuff for us. Only Dak Prescott has one that does not include that well, information. Well, it, it was not discussed beforehand. Should have been. Should have been, but it wasn't discussed beforehand, and that's when the red flag went up. Mm-hmm. But, look, I mean, if, if you're fixing to sign Randy Gregory or anybody else that's a concern, would you not have that verbiage in the contract? The only other thing is, you know, the first one that they discussed was not there – and I saw where Jerry Jones was a little bit upset because he did not know that that was inserted back into the contract. And so, you know, Steven and, and uh, the rest of the cast kind of put out their standard contract, and, and Jerry Jones said, I, I didn't know anything about it. Now, who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what went on. We're not in the room. Not in the room. So, it, you know, it, bottom line is Randy Gregory's no longer here. You better go out and do your due diligence to get somebody – to replace him, and if they can, if they can get Von Miller into Dallas in a Cowboy uniform, all will be forgiven. Yeah, uh, but for me, another thing is the money is exactly the same regardless of the location between Dallas and Denver. So you got to think if we're sitting here talking about the roster and how it's imploding around them, and Denver's over here getting Russell Wilson, they're building, mm-hmm. they're talking about okay, well, this is a team that can make a push. If the money's the same then why the hell wouldn't you go over to Denver and at least make a run in the playoffs? Broncos are having a good spring. Oh, yeah, they are. Their Broncos they are having a good are. spring. And the Cowboys are not. That's exactly right. But I will say this. Loyalty means abs- – and we've talked about this before, but it, this is just a prime example. Loyalty means nothing. Look, Randy Gregory in his short career with the Cowboys has been, been suspended not once, not twice – Three times. If it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, Randy Gregory would not be in the league right now. No, he wouldn't. And he said, see ya. <laughs> uh, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, I know you did a lot of nice things for me, but uh, that 
that does not matter. In business this. is business. But again, if he got $5 more to sign with Denver, I get it. But this is basically the same deal. And then you lose you lose the, the Connor Williams, the offensive lineman, uh, yesterday as well. It's not, it's not a good look up there in Dallas at all. No, my, they're reeling, <laughs> in my opinion. I, you know, look, again, if you go out and you fill these voids with some good free agents, which Dallas is notorious won't do. for not doing. They're notorious for not doing. But this may, this Randy Gregory deal. Could it force their hand? It, it, could, it could just, might just make them mad enough to where they go, okay, fine. You want to go over there? Here's what we're going to do. And finally go after some big-name free agents. They haven't done it before. But, I mean, you you know Jerry Jones likes to win, and he likes to, to throw things in people's face, right? So yeah. this may be the only way that they were going to get somebody as a big free agent, and it just may happen. Von Miller wants to come to Dallas. Oh, does sure he now. does. Yeah, he's from DeSoto. Yeah. Go home. Connor Williams, Miami, and Cedric Wilson, Miami. See you later. Mm-hmm. They're now Dolphins instead of Cowboys. Was not a real good day yesterday, (laughs) and it hasn't been a good spring so far. All right, uh, 831. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to talk about the TCU Horned Frogs. We're going to get Stephen Simcox in here, and we'll talk about the Frogs and their run in the NCAA tournament. We'll do it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor basketball from the NCAA tournament on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears open play in the NCAA tournament as a top seed in the East Regional Thursday in Fort Worth against Norfolk State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Thursday. Baylor basketball with Pat and John from the NCAA tournament here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Beginning Wednesday, January 19th, Helmet Aerospace in Waco will be holding a weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Helmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash Careers or wacohr at howmet.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. 
Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 Roof. That's 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. March Madness got underway with Texas Southern beating AM Corpus Christi 76 67 and Indiana stopping Wyoming 66 58. Baylor baseball surrendered three runs in the bottom of the ninth to drop an 11-10 decision at Sam Houston State. The Bears will open Big 12 play this Friday, hosting TCU. The Baylor softball team is headed to San Marcos for a 6 o'clock first pitch against Texas State. You can hear that game tonight on Cool 101. Both MCC baseball and softball are on the diamond today against Hill College. Baseball at noon in Hillsboro and softball at Bosque River Ballpark starting at 1 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Follow the Bears through the NCAA tournament here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Our continuing coverage of Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournament is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Uncle Dan's Barbecue, Southwest Sports Medicine, Hurley Benefit Services, Twisted Creek Ranch, National Land Partners. 836, welcome back into the program. And again, we will be in Fort Worth with you tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun as uh, we continue our coverage of Baylor basketball. Let's uh, continue our coverage of Big 12 basketball. We welcome into the program from the uh, podcast, Locked on Horn Frogs. We say good morning to Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. I was uh, enjoying the Cowboys discussion last segment. Yeah, Dickie's Arena sounds like a place that Ward might have visited a lot in his younger days. So I'm excited <laughs> for you guys to get up to Fort Worth. <laughs> so, so your frogs are going to open up in San Diego against uh, Seton Hall. And, and just your overall thoughts and impressions of, of what TCU was able to get accomplished, particularly in the second half of the season. Right, yeah, they had some huge wins. I really thought um, earlier this year they were pretty much done. They had some bad losses to, like, Iowa State at home. And, you know, even that last game of the season, they lost to West Virginia. But in between that, they picked up some big upsets against Kansas and Texas Tech. They were able to come back and beat Texas in the Big 12 tournament. Um, you know, some of, their, some of their bigger guys on the inside, like Eddie Lampkin and Emmanuel Miller, really started to come on as the year uh, progressed. But, it earned them, a, you know, a chance to play in the first round. They're going to have to wait a while. There's a last game on Friday about 9 p.m. Central time. But um, exciting for this program to get back to the big dance. You know, it's not a place they've been very often. And they'll get a chance against uh, a good Keaton Hall team to get a victory. And they haven't won a tournament game since 1987. So 
big opportunity for them. It'll be a huge step for uh, TC basketball if they can find a way to just get to the round of 32 and beat Seton Hall on Friday night. What kind of matchup is Seton Hall for the Frogs, Stephen? Yeah, they're pretty similar teams. Would I mean they they have similar resumes and they both got some big upset wins this year. Seton Hall beat Michigan and Texas in non-conference play and then held their own pretty well in a um, tough conference in its own right with the Big East that they play in. Um, they both defend really well. Uh, TCU they turn the ball over way too much. I think that's going to be a huge key. Seton Hall struggles to score at times, so especially those live ball turnovers, you cannot give Seton Hall easy points. And then uh, Seton Hall's a big team. they got a seven-footer in the middle, Ike Abaga. they also got a couple guys on the inside that are 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so TCU's rebounded the ball well all year long. And they've actually only been out rebounded five times this year, and they're one in four in those games. So um, it's going to be a huge emphasis to hit the glass, uh, make sure they hold their own there, and then take care of the basketball. But, yeah, these are pretty similar teams, I think. Uh, the team that is able to, you know, play their style, defend well, and um, be efficient on offense is going to be the key here. But it should be a pretty even matchup. Simi, in your mind, which Big 12 team is posed to make the uh, deepest run? That's a good question, Garrett. I mean, I I like where KU and Baylor are in the one line, obviously. Um, You know, I don't have Kansas' region right in front of me right now, but I loved how they closed the year. It seems like you know, getting Remy Martin in the lineup a little bit has helped them. But um, I think both of those teams, like Baylor, I know they haven't been healthy all year long, but they have so much experience. A bunch of guys uh, on that national title team that are back this year, I think in some ways they've kind of been waiting for this part of the season, right? Like just get me to March where these games really matter. Um, outside of those two, you know, I think Texas Tech is obviously a team that could be a sleeper there. Um, as a three, like they're tough-minded. They play good defense. That's always going to travel well in any game. Uh, but those are the three that come to mind. I mean, I think Texas, Iowa State, TCU, they can maybe pull off an upset here and there. But, yeah, I tell you and Baylor are the teams that are poised to, to make the biggest run in my mind. Let's go the other direction. A lot of conversation, and there always is, about, uh, you know, those three or four, five, six teams that uh, got left out and, and, and believed that their resume was good enough to get in. Uh, does Oklahoma or A&M in our part of the world have an argument in, in your opinion? I think A&M does, Tom. I mean, I saw Buzz Williams, and I didn't watch the whole seven minutes of him kind of making the case last night. I thought it was strange that he waited until after they played Alcorn State and the NIT to, to lay that out, but I don't know what their media availability schedule is, so I'm not sure if that was the first time he had had a chance to speak with the media since Selection Sunday. Uh, anyway, though, I mean, they had a nice run in the SEC tournament. They went 500 in the league play. Feels like they probably should have gotten in. Um, I know that they felt like they were probably in after making a run to the title game, and I, I don't think losing to Tennessee should have really hurt them. But, um, oh, you, I, I didn't really see it. I, I feel like, you know, Porter Moser is a good coach. I think he'll get that uh, program rolling sooner rather than later. But um, they had some tough losses this year. I know they ended the season on a nice little win streak, but, Honestly, other than that win against Texas Tech in the regular season, I can't really think of um, some huge like resume stamp wins they had. I know they had a uh, fairly difficult non-conference schedule and handled that pretty well, but uh, I-, I didn't really have a gripe with OU getting left out. And I think, you know, a and I'm not sure if they would have made a run, but it did feel like they were one of the best 68 teams in the country going into Selection Sunday. 
About six days away from spring practice uh, under the new head coach, Dykes, there at TCU. First time in 20 years they've had a new spring with a new guy at the helm. Are you more interested in what he does with this offense and what they might look like or what Coach uh, Gillespie does with the defense? I'm actually more interested in the offense. Uh, you know, I think the defense, uh, Coach Gillespie's obviously bringing a slightly different scheme there, but I feel like a lot of the principles will be the same. They're going to try to get after people, be aggressive, uh, be a hard-nosed physical team. Offensively, I just want to know, like, what is Sonny Dykes like about the talent he has? I know they have some really talented skill guys. Quentin Johnson, a local kid uh, from Temple. You know, Darius Davis and Tay Barber, some really speedy guys in the slot. They have a good stable of running backs. And then at quarterback, I don't know what direction they'll go. You know, Max Duggan has been a starter for a couple seasons now. Um, Max doesn't really seem to fit the prototypical air raid type of scheme that Sonny likes to run. So I don't know if he moves on to Chandler Morris. I'm not sure if maybe there's another um, person who enters that quarterback room after spring practice. But, yeah, Ward, I'm, I'm most interested in what Sonny can do with that offense because that's his side of the ball. That's what he hangs his hat on. And – um, Jeremiah Donati made a point. Like he said, they wanted an offensive-minded coach. So they're trying to go a different direction. And if that offense can't get going pretty fast, then I feel like people are going to get restless in Fort Worth. What about the opportunity for Quentin Johnson this spring to maybe be even more of a showcase with that offense? I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities to get the ball. I mean, that was sort of the frustration for him last year that just wasn't always consistent. They couldn't find ways. To give him the football, I imagine that Sonny Dykes has some good ideas on how to do that. But, I mean, he's a monster in one-on-one situations. And, um, you know, his ability to go up and get those 50-50 balls is really what separates him in my mind. So I hope they give uh, Q opportunities to do that. And, uh, yeah, it could be a huge year for him. I, I want to see Ward, you know, there was a lot of buzz last year and that, hey, he's going to be a guy that um, after his junior season is going to be off to the NFL. And I would love that for him if it happens. I um, mean, I see the potential there, but the production just hasn't always been as consistent as you would like it to be. So uh, I think that's the big key for Quentin Johnson is can he be a factor in every single game this year? Because there were some high highs and some low lows in his sophomore campaign. Simi, what are your thoughts on uh, Anthony Jones and what he's going to bring to that running back room coming over from Memphis? Well, he's got a good resume of uh, coaching some NFL guys here, you know, uh, Darnell Washington, um, Tony Pollard, he's uh, with the Cowboys, obviously. Kenneth Gainwell. There's been a good uh, stable of running backs that came over from Memphis. He's known as a good recruiter in the Tennessee area, so he'll have to shift that to Texas now. Um, but he was also up for that L.A. Rams job that Rashad Samples got. So uh, he's well-respected in the industry. I think it was a good hire. Um, you know, running backs, like, that's a, a, a position that you need the guys to protect the football. You need them to be ready to rock and roll. Um, and I think he's got some talent there. So I would expect him to do a good job. Obviously, he's filling a big hole. Samples was kind of like their lead recruiter. Um, and he's coming into a new situation. But uh, I, I think they'll expect him to, you know, have a lot of energy and try to connect with uh, young men in Texas really well. Talking with Stephen Simcox, the uh, podcast is locked on Horn Frogs, and, and Stephen, uh, we've talked a lot of basketball, obviously, and f- spring football coming up. But uh, coming up Friday is the start of Big Twelve baseball, like football, like basketball. This is going to be another deep and very competitive league. 
Yeah, I think it's time. You know, I mean, Texas are never kind of in a, a, a tough rut right now, but um, they've been the consensus number one or two team all year long. Texas obviously doing some good things. Um, they, I think they scored like 28 runs last night against New Mexico. Had, had 300 yards of offense. <laughs> My goodness. I think New Mexico needs to stop answering the phone. I feel like every time those like, four guys go out to Lubbock, they give up like 20-plus runs. Um, but, no, yeah, nice to expect to invite like a 15-U team to play on Tuesday night uh, there at their stadium. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough conference. And um, I feel like it'll probably get lost a little bit because you laid out, Tom, there's a lot going on right now. And, obviously, like, everybody's really focused on the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. But this Baylor-TCU series, in my mind, is a big one because I think both these teams have been somewhat inconsistent this year. You know, TCU dropped the series to Kentucky. Baylor got swept by Maryland in the opening uh, series of the year at home. And they've also, like, had some nice wins. But I think both those teams feel like if some things break their way and, and go right, they could also be a factor in the Big 12 championship race. Um, so we'll get, I mean, we'll get to see that in Waco. And I, I feel like Friday night is going to be a big contest because Tyler Thomas is really good. TCU struggles against left-handed pitching. So if the Frogs can find a way to scrap out a win on Friday, then they'll be in pretty good shape. Um, if they don't and it kind of holds serve, then we'll see what happens on Saturday and Sunday. But, yeah, I think it's a, a fascinating conference matchup in Waco this weekend because uh, both those teams want to be a factor in the Big 12 race, and um, they're obviously facing each other, and they need to set the conference season off strong. Steven, do the Cowboys land Von Miller? I don't know, man. I mean, like, they don't, that doesn't seem to be their MO, right? I don't understand. Like, Steven Jones, I feel like he – like, they're the Dallas Cowboys, and they're operating like the Oakland A's. Like, I saw they low-balled DeMarcus Lawrence. You know, they kind of got cute with the contract language with Randy Gregory. I just don't understand why this team is so concerned about uh, the salary cap. I don't I don't get what direction they're going. Um, I didn't have a huge issue with them letting Amari Cooper walk. I just don't understand why they turned around and gave Michael Gallup a ton of money when, you know, all due respect to Michael, like he's been a guy that's been unavailable a lot with, with, uh, with the injuries. So I think they'll end up with a veteran pass rusher. I would be kind of surprised if it's fun. So I feel like he'll end up being out of their price range. Um, but yeah, it's been a rough week for them. They're revamping this offensive line too. Uh, they got a lot of work to do. And, and all that being said, like Zeke Elliott's still just kind of bopping along, and that contract just looks worse and worse by the year one because I, I think he has declined a little bit. But also just because they don't use them like a workhorse Bill Cow running back anymore. So I don't really get the direction they're going right now. Stephen, plenty to talk about on the podcast. What do you got coming up? Yeah, we'll have a preview of, uh, you know, obviously the Seton Hall game coming up Friday and then potentially uh, a matchup with number one Arizona after that. Uh, we'll have some baseball coverage leading into that Baylor series. And then, as Ward mentioned, spring practice is coming fast. So we'll start previewing that as well. Stephen, as always, thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, fellas. Be safe in Fort Worth. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Stephen Simcox. Locked on Horn Frogs is the podcast. It is 849 we're 11 away from 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And, man, we're going to talk about our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. You know, uh, whether it's a birthday or an anniversary or, or a holiday, whatever the case may be, your place to go is Morrison's Gifts. And I've tried to explain this to Garrett. you got to be able to get some – got to have one in the bag, Garrett. you got to have one that you're always carrying with you 
that you you got to have that thing ready. <laughs> Ward's waving me off like, no, you don't. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, you got to have one in your hip pocket. And, and here's how you get it. You just meander into Morrison's gifts. And you got to meander. You can't just walk. You got to meander. So you meander into Morrison's gifts. They're 4308 West Waco Drive. And you say, look, I, I, I don't have anything going on. There's nothing in particular that we need to do. I, I just want to get her something just because. Just just because. And then they're going to say, well, how much do you want to spend? And then I know Garrett's answer. And then uh, uh, Sally and the gang are going to go, let Look, go down, get a salad at Jason's, come back, we'll, we'll have you hooked up. And and, you, and they will. I mean, whether it's a grab bag, a gift bag rather, uh, or, or whether it's a particular items such as, um, you know, John Hart leather good or Consuela product or maybe a candle or jewelry or whatever the case may be. And then they're going to beautifully gift wrap it at no charge. And then you're going to take that gift home and you're going to say, I was just thinking of you. Just thinking of you. And the next time you do something stupid, which would probably, for us guys, takes about 15 minutes, you, you got to get out of jail free card right there. I mean, you, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guiding you through the path. I, I see what you're doing. I and, like it. And Ward's about to fall out of the chair, but you got to do it. You got to do it. 4308 West Waco Drive. They really do have a great selection of gifts, and they will help you pick out uh, that perfect gift. I mean, I've used them a million times. I love the folks over there. Uh, go by and see Sally, and, and Mark's probably hanging around as well. Uh, it's 4308 West Waco Drive. We're talking about Morrison's gifts. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Matt Mosley and me for Game Day Live this Thursday morning at 11 from Fort Worth. Game Day Live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Southwest Sports Medicine, Uncle Dan's Barbecue, Hurley Benefits, Twisted Creek National Land Partners. Get ready for Baylor and Norfolk, and it's this Thursday morning at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. Follow the Bears through the NCAA tournament here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Call Alan Samuels House of Travel for your next all-inclusive vacation. As the world's leading all-inclusive company, Sandals is the best in luxury Caribbean all-inclusive vacation for couples. Let them send you on the destination of your dreams to Jamaica, Bahamas, Antigua, or one of Sandals' other luxury resorts. Let Alan Samuels House of Travel help you book your next Sandals vacation. Alan Samuels House of Travel is a full-service travel agency located in the heart of Central Texas that has been locally owned and operated for over 45 years. Visit them at houseoftravelwaco.com. 
City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. March Madness got underway with Texas Southern beating AM Corpus Christi 76-67 and Indiana stopping Wyoming 66-58. Baylor baseball surrendered three runs in the bottom of the ninth to drop an 11-10 decision at Sam Houston State. The Bears will open Big 12 play this Friday hosting TCU. The Baylor softball team is headed to San Marcos for a 6 o'clock first pitch against Texas State. You can hear that game tonight on Cool 101. Both MCC baseball and softball are on the diamond today against Hill College. Baseball at noon in Hillsboro and softball at Bosque River Ballpark starting at 1 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, welcome back in. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Uh, Baylor getting ready for TCU to open up Big 12 Conference play, coming off an 11-10 loss last night. Uh, Sam Houston, Baylor had a nice lead in the ball game, and then Sam Houston uh, scored three in the bottom of the ninth to win it 11-10. But uh, Steve Rodriguez's team now at 9-7 and head into Big 12 Conference play Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon against the TCU Horn Frogs over at Baylor Ballpark. Uh, Baylor softball is in action. Another non-conference game coming up tonight. They're going to take on Texas State down in San Marcos. We'll have that game on our sister station, Cool 101.3 FM. And then, of course, tomorrow, uh, a regular morning show for you, 7 to 9. And then uh, at 11 o'clock, we'll be broadcasting from from Fort Worth. And we will be over at the uh, Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. Come by and be a part of the pregame show. And that all gets underway at 11 a.m. All right, that's going to do it for us. Have yourself a great day. John's coming up at 3, Matt at 4. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.